I've been a police officer for 35 years. I've never been so angry in my entire life. I've never sat in a courtroom where a judge sat and looked at a police officer confined to a wheelchair, heard the widow speak of how their lives have changed, talked about a four-year-old that will not feel the hug of her father, and then say this mutt should be treated as a child. From the smallest room in New York City. It's kind of like a just a rich third world city like crumbling apart a show that gives you a reason to live with the stabbing and the shooting you like see boiler down right that people buy their steam from con ed and then they have to pay yeah well, that sucks well you know i mean it then you don't have to have a boiler it is a primitive thing i guess you would still need a boiler for hot water it is isn't it though don't you, don't you find it to be so strange that new york city like that you think of it as this cosmopolitan like really you know and all the buildings are so old that they all run on steam heat and you can't even really i guess well, you can control it to some degree you could choke no, you it can. off you can choke it off but you can't like mo- moderate it yeah it's you can either, open the window you, that's what you do you open the it's the easiest thing to do so you end up opening and closing the window all the, which is again very primitive yeah no it's it's ridiculous i mean new york city is like oh uh, yeah the, <laughs> In the Boogie D, home of the Pelham Bay P and the Botanical G, a rape victim and her husband tracked her attacker down to a nearby deli and detained him until police arrived. Early morning, Friday, Wythe Place, uh, near East 170th, 2 a.m. in Mount Eden, as Adam did. A Jaquan Kincaid approached. Jaquan Kincaid. Uh placed a knife against her neck, forced her under a staircase, demanded that she take off her pants before raping her. 17-year-old Kincaid, 17, wasn't finished. He wanted the money, taking $18 from her sock. And then he was done. I used to keep my money in my sock. <laughs> it's, it's not as safe as you would think. Pull down not. your pants. Or take, then he was gone, but not gone enough. Uh, with $18 burning a hole in his pocket, he stopped into the five-star deli just around the corner. The victim watched uh, the direction he went, ran, got her husband. They rushed to the deli together where they stopped him from leaving. Criminal mastermind, Jaquan Kincaid, charged with rape, robbery, criminal possession of a weapon. Uh, hey, Seth, how you doing? I'm good, Pat. How are you? You are joining me now. Uh, yeah, here I am. In the boogie D. Um, boy, so is this another, like, um, would you call that a uh, citizen's arrest? Or what do you what do you call that? Yeah. I guess it's a citizen's arrest. I guess it is a citizen's arrest. I hereby detain thee. <laughs> and, yeah, at, at your own peril, too. I mean, I feel like there was a threat of physical violence with a husband there. Yeah. How would you feel if you were a rapist and you get cornered in a deli by the husband of the woman you just raped? Wow. You've... Probably I feel mean, pretty this low. This guy, I mean, this husband sounds like he's um, a fairly restrained guy. I mean, he didn't. Sounds like he didn't like break the guy's arms or beat him to a pulp. Or you would think that that, that could occur. In fact, like, there was a guy. There was a guy, a Muslim guy, who killed a guy who came into his home to hurt his wife, killed him. Yeah, remember that about a year and a half, two years ago, maybe right. three years ago. Is this the guy who they're prosecuting now, or no? No, no, no prosecution on him. No, he he just they, you know. Self-defense. You know what you could do? In wife a, defense, um, home defense. In a deli is like grab like a can of um, like chunky beef stew or something. Like that's a heavy some, one. Some can that's like sitting there and has like a film of grease and dust on it <laughs> and use the edge of it to like pummel somebody in the face. Be a good weapon. Like, is that know, what the, you would do? if you Would you grab the beef stew? Grab the denty more? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Get the big can. 
So, so like, it's dinty. If you, you don't really want to mad, you don't want to use the dinty less. But this guy just like held him until the cops came. I think that the guy it, it, they detained him in some way. I'm not really sure how. I mean, because uh, it's they blocked the door possibly, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that the guy who was calling the police was also sort of like to some degree involved. Because maybe um, this guy has the, the Jaquan Kincaid could possibly sue for um, false imprisonment. Uh, kidnapping, course, kidnapping, sort of, kidnapping uh, same thing. Stuff, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't, possibly he's anything's gonna, possible he's these days. Own that bodega. Yeah, uh, it's so cold in the deed. Remember that song that was on uh, YouTube? It's so cold. It's so cold in the deed. How the fuck do we post to keep peace? Uh, sounds great. I'm gonna download it. It's all about somebody getting shot. Oh. A Detroit Lions linebacker went berserk inside a Queen station house, allegedly pummeling an NYPD sergeant. Apparently, no one told him the season is over. Trevor Bates, 25, 6247, 3 a.m., $32 was the cab fare he refused to pay. Yeah, but how about Brady? <laughs> How yeah, about but Brady? Brady's a cheater. <laughs> yeah, but Brady. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah, this is a, a punch gate. Uh, it was in front of the Hampton Inn, uh, Dipmars Boulevard in East Elmhurst. Early Saturday, Bates arrested 115th Station House, bugged out in his cage, and when uh, Sergeant James O'Brien tried to get him printed, Bates threw one of his big daddy fits. Uh, now, uh, president of the Sergeant Benevolence Association, you know Ed Mullins. What a guy, Ed Mullins. He's just a great quote, a great cop, a great, a great personality, and, and uh, a credit to New York. It happened out of the clear blue sky. He just wailed on the sergeant. Sergeant said he never saw it coming. Uh, from the speed, that's the speed of an NFL linebacker, though. Sure. Those big players are faster than you'd think, the pros, even the shitty ones. Well, that's how they get to be um, in the NFL. Right. But this guy only had one tackle this season. So, I mean, he's not even like a top player or nothing. He's just like a real fa- Really, I mean, I guess that's not huge, though. 6'2", 247. He's like, a, I guess, the kind of linebacker that, that covers receivers a lot. And I mean, I guess that's what uh, they do. You but, know, I mean, he's not that, I mean... 62247 is not huge. Yeah, but it's like all muscle. Come on. Oh, no. Trust me. That guy's like, I'm like, (laughs) don't get me wrong. Fuck you up. I was like, my wife is (laughs) (laughs) 62247. Now, uh, it took multiple cops to subdue him, you know. Yeah, they tased him. Yeah, and he ripped the prongs out, according to Ed Mullins. They took took him to Elmhurst for a psych evaluation. He's a fucking animal. He remained there yesterday. He'll be charged with second degree. uh, He'll be charged with second degree assault. Obstructing governmental administration, theft of services, and uh, resisting arrest. This guy's an idiot because basically he had a thirty-two dollar taxi fare that he didn't feel like paying. He would have walked off, signed a couple of autographs, you know, and no big deal. Pay the fucking money first of all, but then when you're in there, is this guy in the NFL now? He was last season. So I mean, I don't know what's a linebacker make in the NFL. At least like, you know, probably a couple hundred thousand, several hundred thousand. It's not in the millions. No, but you'd think he could have afforded his to pay his taxi bill. Yeah, exactly. He, maybe he was upset that the guy wasn't giving him like a free ride or something, or, you know, maybe, I, who knows? Maybe you get spoiled, and you know how rich people are sometimes. They get they trivial amounts of money. They'll, they'll like, you know, lowball stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, why are you making a big deal out of pay, about the $50? Yeah. You, you pay it. <laughs> exactly. Don't you know that I have, of course I have $50, but why should I pay it? Yeah, just throw him a couple hundred bucks. For, you know, Just whatever. take care of it. Yeah. It's uh, and I think you're that's really going to make a fuss about fifty dollars. Really, that you want me to pay? I don't get it. Right, I'm be I, I'm beyond that. 
He was picked seventh, seventh round in 2016 by the Colts, having been a defensive standout for the Black Bears at the University of Maine. Uh, the Black Oh, the Black is Bears. this like the Negro Leagues? <laughs> the Negro, oh, no, the, the team is called the Black it's Bears. It's the, the Negro, the Negro okay. Gay Leagues. Okay. Uh, he, uh, according to his mother, Bates is a good guy. Sure. And you hear that a lot from mothers. Right. He probably never punched his mother in the face. Probably not. Or maybe he did. He probably, ne- <laughs> probably never drilled her in the secondary. Uh, how come uh, mothers have this huge blind spot for their kids? Well, you know. I, say, I don't know if it's loyalty or if they really think, no, he's good. He's a good. He's I, He came out of me. He's all right. Um, he stretched me all out to high heaven. You know, I got this gigantic snatch now. Uh, you know, that's the whole thing about a mother's love. And then a grandmother's love is even more forgiving because it's like mm. once removed from having, you know, you That's just true. only grandma, when a grandmother well, he raises, did, he didn't a, stretch out my pussy. No, <laughs> not even <laughs> uh, one said one friend said he was frayed from the season, which yeah, I guess it can get to you. I guess if you were on the lions, I mean, what was their record? Like two and 14 or uh, something? Um, undoubtedly it was something of that nature. Yeah. They, they're always bad. Almost. Remember Barry Sanders trying to carry that whole team like to to the <laughs> and it was just like like there's only so much one guy can do. Well, yeah. He's a good back. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame guy. He he quit before he could get the all-time rushing record. He could have easily done it. Really? Yeah, he was within it. It was uh Tony Dorsett, I believe, and he didn't want to I don't know what it was, but he did it's the record seemed to be a factor. He was almost the number one rushing back of all time. That's crazy. Uh, this he now he faces uh, Bates faces b- between probation and seven years. I bet uh, probably thinking it's going to be more along the lines of probation. Well, you know, punching a cop, they don't they don't look kindly on that in New York City. Uh, they don't look as, as down on it as hard as they as they did at one time though. Yeah, they but I I don't see anybody getting probation for that. I think he will. I bet you anything he will. Although there was that guy just last week, uh, the guy who dragged the cop in his car. Mm -hmm. In Brooklyn, violent Brooklyn. uh, And crippled him. Mm -hmm. And didn't he just get a couple years or five years? He got 16 months to four years. Jesus Christ. And he dragged a cop in in his car. And I think it was supposed to be because he was uh, 16 Oh. oh yeah, I mean, like, what? He's to a, me, if he's somebody, a good boy. If someone, yeah, ask his grandmother. If somebody's that <laughs> bad already, is or raping at seventeen, like Jaquan Kincaid, then yeah, I think the sentence should be actually pretty harsh. Might be saving lives. Well, I talked to this guy once who spent like twelve, no, thirteen years in prison. Um, uh, just just like through the glory hole, and he was white. Oh, you know, it, it kind of. I think being in prison made him a little bit more racist, as, uh, as prison does. But so yeah. he had this theory that murderers like his, like his boyfriend, his celly, who strangled two people while he was on LSD, murderers should get like you know a couple years in jail because they tend to be have a lot of remorse. The, pe- really? the people, that's what he said. The people who need to go to prison for life are like street criminals because they have no remorse and they will just, they, they will definitely reoffend. Huh. Now, I'm not saying that this is like, that this guy had great, like, that this is who we should take sentencing advice from. Hmm. I mean, like, it's an interesting perspective. It is a perspective. Outrage from the Patrolman's Benevolent Association over the sentencing of 17-year-old Justin Morell, no stranger to the criminal justice system. The young man who nearly killed NYPD officer Dolce Veve back in 2017, leaving him confined to a wheelchair for life. 
Yeah, that's fucked up. So here's uh, Pat Pat Lynch, uh, the uh, president of the um, I, I could, uh, Trollman's Benevolent Association. Thank you. I've been a police officer for 35 years. I've never been so angry in my entire life. I've never sat in a courtroom where a judge sat and looked at a police officer confined to a wheelchair, heard the widow speak of how their lives have changed, talked about a four-year-old that will not feel the hug of her father and then say this mutt should be treated as a child. His decisions were adult decisions. The results changed lives. I warn the people of this city, in four years, this potential cop killer will be back on the streets. Yes, he behaves himself in jail because he has to. When he's on the streets, he's gonna try to kill you like he tried to kill these police officers. This is outrageous. Outrageous, we come to this courtroom and sit in those pews respectfully, hoping and praying for justice. Hear a woman talk about that, that has to muster strength every day. To muster the strength to stand before the person that tried to kill her husband and then hear a judge say, let's all be quiet in the courtroom. We're gonna let this mud out. And that's effectively what she's done. She spit on every shield, on every chest in this city. And she spit on that family. She spit on our hero. How dare she listen to this evidence and come up with this result? This hero police officer stood the blue line every day to protect our rights. That mutt crossed the line every time he could. Every time he could. Violently robbed the citizens of this city. And time and time again, judges said, it's okay, he's a baby-faced bandit, he'll grow out of it. To say that science says as a child, you'll grow out of it and won't commit crimes, well, the science of that courtroom says otherwise. This is wrong. This is wrong. This never should have happened. And we expect our police officers to stop these bandits? How dare this judge? I've never been so embarrassed as an officer of this court, as a police officer, as a citizen of this city, to know that my family, these men and women, will have to walk the same streets as this mutt. Tonight, I ask the city to put their heads on the pillow and bow their heads and think about a hero police officer, Dal Shveve, which will need help to put his head on that same pillow. To think about Esther Veve, whose life is changed and now she finds out she won't hear justice. And to think of a child who may have to go to the same school as this mutt that tried to kill his family. This is wrong and there's no nice way to say it. <clears throat> Pat Lynch is angry, of course. Not guilty of attempted murder charges is how they found him in December. Not guilty of attempted murder charges. Uh, he was convicted of first-degree assault, faced up to 10 years. They could have given him up to 10, but because he was less than 16 years old at the time of the uh, incident, that's that was the max that 
Hmm. I, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, James O'Neill didn't like it. Commissioner O'Neill, he said a mere 16 months to four years for the criminal who caused the catastrophic and lasting injuries to the NYPD detective uh, Dolph Vivi is an absolute disgrace. Uh, well, sounds uh, sounds pretty bad. Yeah, it, I think it is. Uh, the, sh- the judge in the case, Ruth uh, Schillingford, uh, did not grant Morell youthful offender status, uh, but said she did consider his young age in the sentencing. She spit on every shield on every chest in the city, and she spit on that family, Lynch said. Hmm. Lynch doesn't hold back. Uh, no, he definitely does not. So, um, what do you what do you think? Like, it, it's it's fucked up. The judges are so liberal. I think is what's is is part of the problem. Schillingford here is one of those liberal New York judge judges who's, who fucks it up. Um, yeah, it could be. You know, probably. I, I always like the idea of this kid. Like, maybe he'll run over a judge. You know, that would be oh, right. that would be amusing when he gets out. Yeah, when he gets out in sixteen or months, maybe to four years. Go, maybe he'll be like. Schillingford, she fucked my life up. She sent me to jail for a year and a half. Fuck. And so he'll go after her and like, you know, run over her grandson. <laughs> Is there some point when somebody could do something that's fucked up and they're young and they just nothing happens because it's like they're too young? Like if they're 12 and they do some shit like that? Uh, a New York City Housing Authority supervisor in East Harlem pilfered products from public housing and proudly posted photographic evidence on Facebook in which she posed with a bouquet of flowers with her ill-gotten appliances. $1,300 worth of stuff intended for people more poorer than she, living it up in her palace in Woodhaven, Queens. <laughs> 42-year-old Eva Therese took a fridge, cabinets, and included the kitchen sink and was ratted out by a tipster. Like, Stuff, did yeah. she put it on Facebook and say, look what I stole? <laughs> no, she was just like, she was just proud of her stuff. She's like, look at my kitchen. Like, oh, I, right. I, I got all this NYCHA shit. I got, I got cabinets. I got a Would I it got surprise you that that's like standard among like NYCHA employees to like take a couple of things here and there? Yeah, you know, they, you know, because they probably buy like, you know, 2000 refrigerators at a go. What's a refrigerator then? You know, right? You it's know, just waiting for, for for a stove or whatever. They probably they probably I bet they steal shit all the time. The stuff was intended for use at the Robert F. Wagner houses, and uh, Torres was charged with felony criminal possession of stolen property and the misdemeanor. Same, she faces up to five years if convicted. I, I, I th- they were very harsh on her in the write up of this, and I thought, you know, I, I don't have a problem with that. If she wants a fucking sink, god damn it, you know. I mean, like, it's not an easy job. And it's a sink, and nobody else is using it. There's not somebody sitting in a NYCHA apartment going like, I have a sink. You, you don't think so? There's the sink. There's people in NYCHA apartments who, who haven't had a kitchen for a long time. No kitchen. Yeah, that the, everything's falling apart. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, they'll get they, there's new appliances there. I don't think she took the last one. Mm, maybe not, but look, there's major issues with like how I mean, NYCHA's run. And the people they're like you know having their like sex parties and that has happened, and uh, just doing no work, you know. I mean, I maybe I, working around all that lead paint makes them retarded. I mean, <laughs> my favorite story about NYCHA is like when they found out. Okay, so for years, like everybody in NYCHA gets like a half day off a year to do holiday shopping, oh. like around Christmas, like really? maybe two hours, four hours off. 
like paid leave, paid. It's unofficial, right? Oh, it's, it's unofficial. Yeah. And so they were like, okay, well, we got to stop that. That's ridiculous. And then the NYCHA union sued and a judge was like, yeah, you can't just take it away like that. If it's, if it's, if there, if it, if it's happened before it, even though it's not in the contract, it's customary. So you can't just remove it. So <laughs> they get their two to four hours or whatever of um, holiday shopping. So if somebody does something wrong, better catch it the first time. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. They've been doing this for years. What are you talking about? So she's probably like, hey, we've been stealing refrigerators for years. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is what we do. Every yeah. year. <laughs> I get a new refrigerator. <laughs> uh, all right. So a lawsuit here. I like, I like the idea of a lawsuit of the week. Why not? Because and this one is especially interesting. It involves some pretty, uh, I don't know, it's a big player, an author, lawyer, an academic. He's got degrees from Princeton, Yale, and Oxford. He's known, I'll tell you, he's known for his work uh, in military strategy and constitutional law. He's now a respected Columbia law professor whose prominent American roots trace directly to one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence. Henry Wisner, and he was the only delegate from New York to, to sign, and he's also the nephew of LBJ. Uh, he's worked within the State Department. He's held positions of influence at the highest levels of the federal government, advised three presidents, Carter, Bush, H.W. Bush, and Clinton, on matters of international law, strategic planning, and critical infrastructure. Philip Bobbitt hmm. is a man of wealth and taste, but now he risks the possibility of bringing infamy and scandal to the Bobbitt name. Well, what's the uh, lawsuit? He faces a lawsuit related to his allegedly shabby treatment of his housekeeper. Oh, well, that's not nice. Well, he, uh, he spent his youth fighting poverty, but he underpaid his housekeeper. Underpaid uh-huh. her. Uh, yeah, she was a housekeeper and a de facto nanny to two small kids. Sophia Daniels, 45, got 500 for 80-hour weeks from the 70-year-old Texan beginning March 2016. He has and, small kids. He's 70. Yeah, isn't that weird? Well, you know. Well, that was beginning in 2016. He was only 68 then. Okay. Later, 550 for cleaning the, uh, listen to this place, the 15th floor, 52nd Street pad in the 26-story river house. So it's a really Art Deco kind of place. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, she's, she has to clean the whole thing. She has to, uh, her duties are ridiculous. She accompanied the family on vacations across Europe and the States. She didn't have any fun because she was working from 75 to 80 hours a week. Young children acquired constant supervision. She only got paid once a month. And uh, the LBJ's nephew's uh, wife tacked on extra shit like cooking, ironing, dog walking, laundry, and weekend child care. I mean, she's living in the lap of luxury. She's making a few hundred dollars a week. Yeah. By the time she left, she was making uh, seven twenty-five a week, oh. but no OT. She wants overtime. Yeah, uh, this is, people. Th- there's a lot of suits like this these days. A lot of people do abuse the the, the situation. Yeah. with the housekeeper because yeah. they go, hey, you're the housekeeper. But the other thing is because nobody's really clocking their time. It's um, you know, it's a little hard to. Uh, so there's a, there's a lot of room for um, abuse on both sides with these I, suits. I think that's, that's very well put, you know. <laughs> and this is why somebody's kids get stabbed in a bathtub. Well, yeah, there you go. I was thinking that. You know, that maybe, that, maybe that's how she should handle it. This is the way you're supposed to do it, actually. You file a lawsuit. They have money. He's LBJ's nephew, for Christ's sake. Yeah. He had a comment about it uh, that when it went asked. He say, Bobbitt softly told a reporter, I don't want to try this in the press. Oh. <laughs> 
I wonder how is he related to LBJ? Uh, like, Bobbitt's mother was LBJ's sister. No shit. And Bobbitt, that's a close relationship. He spent a month on the White House living there. He's a very distinguished looking dude. He also like worked on the charter of the CIA, but I think it was under Carter or something in the late 70s. He somehow worked on the charter. Oh shit. He, his undergraduate thesis was under Richard Rorty. Uh, he's like, this guy is like heavy duty. Um, oh, he has a PhD from Oxford. Yeah. This guy's like top notch. Yeah, he is. He's like, and this housekeeper has the nerve to be like, where's my fucking overtime? She should be like, feel like she's lucky to have to have worked with this guy. I think she doesn't really have an idea of the of the importance of this man. And of how like um how learned he is. Yeah, how learned he is, how compassionate he is too. You know, he he wants uh, he, he quit Princeton for a little while to go work uh, in downtown LA on some kind of like liberal initiative or something. Oh, it says here, okay, um in 2011 he married Maya Koglu, a Turkish Columbia law student. Who has with a very difficult to pronounce name. She was probably all too happy to give that one up for Bobbit. Yeah. Um, well, you know, look, this guy's like fancy pants, and he um but that doesn't mean that you can um not pay your your nanny. Uh, yeah, but like again, does like she you, really work eighty hours a week? That's the thing, does she? She probably considers that she does. But I'm sure she was live in. Not necessarily. Well, maybe not. If she had quarters, yeah. But it would be it would be like any source of news to not include that because it equalizes it. Then you don't have such a clear victim and such a clear yeah. Newspaper. Why are newspapers so afraid of any kind of ambiguity in that, like the good guy bad guy thing? Well, they like to have a story. Yeah, drama. It has to be like, you know, here's the bad guy. Seven seven twenty five a week. Is, is not nothing, just clean a ha- I mean, like, how much cleaning do you need done? Some old guy and yeah, a couple of kids. minimum wage is like $15 an hour now. So, what is that, 40 hours a week? 600 600 Oh, wow. So she's making barely above minimum uh, by those standards. But fuck that. That's $15 an hour in New York City or just in in all of New York? It's not national. City. Not, it's New York not, City. Just New York City. Huh. I mean, back then it may have just been like 13 or something. I don't know. You know what it was? When I, how old was it when you entered the labor? I know exactly I th- what it was. 213. No, no. 213 is what waitresses Waitress, made. No, 335. 335, of course. It was and my first job, he paid four. And I was like, oh. Wow. He paid $4 I, an hour. When I got $4 an hour, I was losing my mind. It was <laughs> a Mazio's pizza. And like, I got... I worked my way up to six something an hour or something, nice. or I left. I think I left that job at five something to go work for six fifty or some shit. I mean, <laughs> it's really funny. It's really funny to think about. Yeah, like, well, I gotta go because they're offering six dollars and fifty cents <laughs> an hour. <laughs> and the first job I had, I was fifteen, and they, when you're fifteen, they can pay you a lower than minimum wage. Yeah. It was two eighty five. Oh, so I got two eighty fifty cents less per hour. To do, I mean, it was bust ass work. But these were the days when you could buy a sixteen ounce bottle of soda for forty cents. Yeah, forty. I don't know, fifty cents. So the money went a little bit further, but a little bit. Yeah, it's not not a, not 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 that. Much. You know what's interesting is back when they started doing arcade games. Yeah, those came out quarters. A quarter. Yeah. But isn't that what they still cost? How can they raise the price? Well, they can make it fifty cents. Well, one thing that they did like. 
they started giving you tokens instead of quarters at some places, and then you get three instead of four. Oh, I see. And now you get three plays per dollar. Uh, like, man, I have to be really good. But you know what? That's what happened. People got good at the games. They'd stand at them longer. That's true. So Pac-Man, did you learn a pattern on Pac-Man so that you could play indefinitely? No, no. I, I never, I mean, I would play them, but I was never like uh, that. I read I never book. had the attention span or the commitment to really. Um, what were the games you played? Uh, I liked um, Pole Position. <laughs> pole Position. I liked. Um, <laughs> I liked um, uh, Missile Command. Whoa, Missile Command. Okay, that's complex. <laughs> I liked um, Space Invaders. You know, whatever, whatever they were. I remember like uh, Missile Command was one of the, was one of the first rollerball games. Yeah, that's right. Along with Centipede, Millipede. Yeah, I liked Centipede and. Uh, those were like those got really physical and tactile. I would always pinch the skin on my hand though. Was really right. uh, Gal- Galaga, Galaga, yeah, <laughs> I like Galaga. <laughs> Did you like the precursor for that Galaxian? I I don't know. I maybe. played that one quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Galaga was was much faster. You get captured in Galaga, and then you free the guy, and then you got two yeah. ships at once. That's right. That was a neat one. I remember uh, Defender was a very complex. Oh, Defender game. was. Yeah, Defender I liked a lot. Seven separate controls on Defender. You had hyperspace. Yeah. You had like some kind of smart bomb. Right. And then the the, the left and right knob. And, right. And it, was, it was just crazy. Yes. Uh, Defender. A complex thing, too. You're trying to like pick people up and drop... You pick them up one place, drop them off another or something. I, I don't remember it very well, but uh, I also mix these up because I had an Atari... And um, some oh, of these yeah. games you could do on Atari. Yeah, the home video game systems are a lot different. I mean, like, they, we had a Magnavox one, and it had a game called uh, Pickaxe Pete. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very hardworking guy who was with a pickaxe. Oh, the stand-up video game, Tempest. Do you ever play that one? Tempest. Tempest it was yeah. like It was like you were stuck inside of, like, an electrical circuit or something. Yeah. It was like, uh, it was odd. It was odd. It was it was it was like you had a turny thing, right, 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 and, uh, right. Yes, yes, and it would be going around in some kind of spider web looking yeah, type thing. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was great. It was, it was like I never could. It was one of those games that had no um, personal angle whatsoever. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Some of them were like that. I mean, there was another one that was like that called Kicks or something like that or Quicks. Yes, Q, yeah. Yeah, what the fuck was that? I, I don't know. could not figure out for the life of me what was supposed to be going on in that. It's weird. They used to have, like, whole stores, and it was just, like, the video arcade. Yeah, the arcade. I used to go there. We, the one we had was called The Land of Oz. Oh. And we'd go there and spend as much time as they would leave us there. I would, anyway. I mostly would just go, like, they at the supermarket, they had a couple of games, and... The barber had a game. The barber? Yeah. Wow. Can you imagine? If I was a barber, I'd be like, no, fuck it. get that fucking thing out of here. Well, the barber would have the game, and then you would pay like uh, like after a dollar, he would give you a quarter. He would like like a buyback. Oh. <laughs> like he would, he would refund you if you spent like $2, he would give you a quarter. You know what I mean? Oh, right. That's cool. He would give you like a, a little break on the... You like have kids hanging around playing the games. Yeah, and then there was like a um, a little like. What was the game there that the barber had? One of those. I don't remember. Pac Man, probably. Because uh, no. Pac Man Fever was pretty big. It was 1982. I went to the World's Fair that year in Knoxville. Oh. And and bought some Pac Man shit. It was really dumb. I didn't understand the point of the World's Fair. 
you got all these places. It's like, this is India. And it's like, yeah. you're looking at a bunch of shit that you could see in an encyclopedia. Right. I think we went to the World's Fair in 1984 in New Orleans. It's funny that they would, I mean, why would they have a World's Fair like two years later, like 200 miles away? It's way further than that, but I thought it was like four hundred miles away. It's way further than that. It's from more than it's 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 more like about five hundred eighty-five miles away. Is it really? That's from where I lived in Tennessee to New Orleans. From, well, from Knoxville, it's at least six, I would say it's about six hundred miles minimum. Okay, I mean you would know. I, I think I thought, are you, I thought you were looking up the mileage. No, I'm looking up World's Fair. I thought it was only every 10 years on the World's Fair. Well, I think they've pretty much stopped having them because they're like kind of like stupid. Well, the internet made it passe completely. You think that's what it is? I mean, yeah, of course. A World's Fair when you can just go on and like, I, I can find out all the... That was the idea is you would go and see what other cultures and you know things are like or some shit. Yeah, okay, those... the 1982 one was in Knoxville, uh-huh. and the 1984 one was in New Orleans. Okay, are there now, any more after that? There was... Okay, yeah, the 1985 was in Japan. There was also one in Bulgaria. <laughs> it was so And then different. there was another one in Bulgaria in 91. The we U.S. Can... has stopped having them. Um the U.S. has stopped having. They haven't them. had any. Kazakhstan had one last year. My God. Yeah, I mean, it seems like really silly. Like, who the fuck is interested in World's Fairs anymore? It, it, it's a it's a completely different. Oh, and planet. Bulgaria had one in '81. They had one '81, '85, and '91. Like, basically, Bulgaria had three in ten years. That was like a big <laughs> score. Were they all in the same city? Like a like Bulgaria. I don't know how big that is. Not very big. Um, um, yeah. They had them in Plovdiv, Plovdiv, and Plovdiv. <laughs> Not even the capital. I guess they were trying to get people to like see, like you look, people of the world. When you come to Bulgaria, you don't just have to go to Sofia. You can also go to Plovdiv. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want to go to the World's Fair, you gotta go to Plovdiv. Maybe I went to the one in not. No, I guess it must have been the one in eighty four. It, it was the one with the sun sphere. Energy turns the world. Is that what it was about? That was the. Um, oh yeah, it was a turning restaurant at the top of it. I didn't even go up in it. Um, I did. I, I, I that was the big attraction was the sun sphere. I think the line was too long, and there's nothing in there but a restaurant anyway. It's great. It's funny that they uh, kind of stopped having these. I think the last big one was. Um, the, the the one in Montreal in 67, I think, was supposed to be big. Right. Back then, people were so much more innocent, even in the 80s. The the innocence was, was the quality of it was completely different. Like somebody like Dana Plato being on TV, and you go, it was an innocent time. You know what I mean? That we would look at a girl like that and be like, she's kind of pretty. <laughs> you know, <laughs> She was pretty. You didn't think she was good looking? Well, looking at her now and comparing her to the models that they have on, you know, I mean, it's just such a cynical, like, you know, put she beautiful died, people right? on TV thing. She died, yeah, yeah, she was like a, a whore. You, she did some, uh, there, she had like a pretty extensive nude scene in some movie. She had some, uh, oh, it's, by the way, uh, the driving distance from Knoxville, Tennessee to New Orleans, Louisiana is 599 miles. Oh, that's good. So, uh, that was close. Yeah, um, okay, but Plato. my point is, it's like weird that it was like, um, oh, uh, yeah, Dana Plato. Dana Plato nude. Let's see what she looks like. Guarantee a lot of pubic hair. Uh, nude Playboy photos. No, no, you want to look up the videos. What is this? 
okay, I hate my browser. I put in Dana Plato nude, and it says we did not find any find results. What? Try the suggestions below. Try to... I think that I must have... There must be something, yeah, some kind of a restriction set safe on here. search? I, I can't imagine why the fuck that's happening. Anyway, that, that makes me really angry. Because really angry. I can never find it right away either. I, I forget where it's at. Like, where's the fucking, you know, thing that says the preference... I got to go to the fucking preferences or some shit? Fuck I that. I'll look at her naked what's later. What's wrong with um, Dana Plato? What do you mean? Like, no, look, I'm not saying I don't find her attractive. But but I'm saying that compare her to like uh, the cast of Friends or something, you know, the, oh, the perfection sure. wasn't there. No, no, no. Yeah, that's right. And, and and but to but to find her pretty, you had to have a kind of like an innocent boyish kind of like uh, right. we we would look at a girl that was not sexy, dressed sexy uh, at all, and just think she was pretty without thinking about fucking her. Maybe it's just because I was a boy. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was never all that innocent. I don't know. But I think that I think that like it's different now. But now the of course it is online porn's everywhere, or at least it is in my house. Uh, teenage girls, by the way, speaking of innocence, yeah. they left their posh Brooklyn private school after a years-old video surfaced of the pair behaving like monkeys. Yeah, with dark-colored makeup smeared really on their faces. Monkeyed, they really monkeyed that one up. Yeah, they did. Uh, parents and students at Poly Prep Country uh, Country Day School were appalled by the video described by the Daily News as allegedly racist, uh, which the girls created when they were 12 years old. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I mean, look, I'm not saying that. That, that it's not hilarious. Cause <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't get why um, some video that they made when they were 12 is... Like, why is this even national news? Why is it even part of the conversation? Why is it at anything? Yeah, because people heard about it, and it got around, and people were mad. And now... Um, and now what? Now their lives, they can never go to college? They can't go to that school. They, it's going to fuck them up, I'm sure. Were they kicked out of school? I think that the parents mutually agreed they would leave. Uh, it's a very expensive school. Poly prep. 50000 a year. Yeah. Bon, John Bon Jovi's kid went there. Yeah. Both of uh, Sharp Ton, Al Model. Both his girls went there. Sharp Ton. Al Sharp Ton. Yeah, his kids went there. Both his girls. Yeah, and so I, I it's 40% black. Poly prep is 40% black? What? Oh. No way. According to the Daily News, it is. It's interesting. And... Maybe that helped uh, lead to this situation. Yeah, that could be. Because, like, uh, on Friday, a reaction to the video led to a student walkout from a school-wide assembly honoring Martin Luther King Jr., mm. which I think that's not... Maybe you're missing the point. <laughs> he walked out on a Martin Luther King assembly. The students uh, did. The students did. It, it's, I guess because they were like, we're not living up to the spirit. Maybe the video King. was shown at the assembly, and that's why it caused such outrage. Oh. I don't. Th I don't think that's what happened. But <laughs> that would be. That would be. A, that wouldn't be so nice. I can see why they would be so offended yeah, by that. That was inappropriate for him. I don't think Martin Luther King Jr. would appreciate it. But speaking of Martin Luther King, I did find the Dana Plato video. Okay, great. It's on your telephone. Yeah. Do you want to watch it? Dial it up. Well, yeah. Let's watch it together. <laughs> <laughs> Is it long? Mm, it's a few minutes. I don't okay. know. They're like in a shower. Okay. Having sex. Is that her? Yeah, that's her. 
Yeah, she just looks like a regular ass adult woman who has a kid, drinks on Thursdays, and shoots pool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I know. Well, that's kind of a bit what she was like. Right? And and look at the like average ass. Oh, she's taking her shirt off now. Please have a bra on. Oh, I could have used a bra. Why? Because I want to see him in the bra first. She's got great tits. <laughs> yeah. I think she's got great no, tits. No, no, it's true. Let me fast oh, forward right. a little bit here. I I would have. I gotta say, I would have loved to have made love had, to her. I, I want. I'd love to have sexual relations with her. But she's look at dead. Her, look at her crouching. Oh, she's. A, oh, that's the other one. I don't know how it feels. We're conditioned that way. I worked very hard for many years to get over that fear. That fear that keeps me from doing all the things that I love to do so much. Huh. Sounds like she's trying to talk her into. Doing a little mug rug munching, something like that. Mug runching. She's. Can I just get in there with you? (laughs) I like that she's like looking around this like very average bathroom. Like, oh my gosh, I've never seen such an amazing bathroom. Now they're like soaping each other up. Yeah, she's rubbing it, rubbing soap onto her back here. Wow, this is a really the production quality is there. This is kind of like what they used to call softcore porn. Yes. Yes. Like this conversation traffic <laughs> is like I guess it's supposed to contribute to it in some way. Well, I mean Jack doesn't single out Rick specifically. You know, he, he just he talks about the gay community <laughs> <laughs> while they have a prolonged stand in the shower. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. It's hot. It, it, to as a kid, whatever that whatever year that came out, I don't care. I think that I would have been young enough to appreciate it. Uh, um, you know, when it comes to things like that, we're all, we're all kids at heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw I saw a woman in her sixty to sixties today wearing like those kinds of um, space age yoga pants. Um, it's the real tight britches they wear now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, even that, I was thinking like, I guess she's figures like I've still got the ass for it. <laughs> they help you have the ass for it. I think I they shape you. Yeah, and and it, it has to. They're so tight. It has to shrink like a like a, a lot off of your you know mm. total. W- w- what's the word for that? Uh, your whatever. Girth. Your girth. Yeah, shaves shaves a good uh, centimeter off your girth. Women last longer here in New York City too. I believe they last longer. They last longer because they're walking all the time. Oh, that's true. Well, also, there's a lot of pressure. Like you know what I, I always think is interesting is like. You see some woman, maybe she's a waitress somewhere, or some girl who's just moved, like some girl who's just moved here from, you know, maybe she was like uh, the best, uh, the best, you know, musical theater person at her community college. Sure. In central Illinois. She's a hot little number amateur comedian in St. Louis. Right. So she comes here and then it's like, huh, well, her hair is shit. She's got like maybe eight or nine pounds of excess weight. She mm-hmm. doesn't like get her toenails done professionally. Mm. So then you you see her kind of like like 
gasping for air and attention, realizing that she's not really up to New York standards. And then she goes through like this severe kind of boot camp, like like of, like hardening herself and like going to the right, like like starving herself and getting her hair getting her hair colored the right way and having her feet massaged and painted buffed by the and buffed. stuff and, and you know really working to like to shape herself to the the New York standards and it still doesn't really help her career or anything but it's you know, right it doesn't help anybody do that anything. much yeah it just makes you look like them and yeah. feel as good as them possibly or but, feel as bad as them or as bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically I, to like it, to really like like to lower the standard at which you can um feel like shit you know they they're conformists women are natural conformists yeah so they will like see that and go like oh well i, I, I should be doing that for sure like they, they also like up their uh products and their clothing and stuff oh, like absolutely. that all that stuff it's like they, they start put yourself into debt on like you know getting all the right <laughs> buying oils and shit buying and, oils and buying the right kind of shoes oh like well these kind of shoes like Sure, like when you were living in, you know, Missouri or Southern Illinois in Carbondale, like it was fine to just kind of <laughs> Carbondale, like, right. It's fine to just walk around like that wearing like your um your college sweatshirt. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you have your flannel shirt over your T shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With like a pair of um sneakers know, and, sneaker, and, and, right. and some mom jeans and you're yeah, like, that's yeah, fine. That's fine. Shit. I look hot. But no, 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 no. Everybody has to Look like they're pretending to be a, a some kind of knockoff Kardashian type or whatever the fuck they're looking for. Yeah, I mean, like the competition for dick. The competition is. I mean, the funny thing is, there's no competition for dick because if you want to get dick, you can get it like very easily. It doesn't matter what you look like. Competition for good dick. Yeah, the competition to be like, you know, wife material for like a Goldman Sachs executive, which I, I guess is what everybody's like. Is that what the the ideal is they want that type of dude, whatever it is that they like. Sure, sure, sure. And so, like when you look at the all the dick in the city, first of all, we're outnumbered by women by a, 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 a considerable amount. I don't know exactly, but it's a lot. I don't either. But and like there's also like um, a lot of people that they cross off the list immediately. People who are there's not a lot of profoundly obese people in New York City. But, you know, people who are out of their range in terms of, like, that, or sure. physical types that they wouldn't normally date. Sure. Like, like a lot of people, maybe a, a, just different ethnic varieties or whatever. Yeah. Plus, a lot of the dudes are gay. Right. Which takes them off the list. Right. So, you're talking about, like, a pretty small sliver, uh, you know, when the day is done of dick. And I think it makes them, you know... Go a little crazy. A little, a little crazy, a little more pliable. And they'll also, like... And they're also, like... They're down. They're down, and they they won't, they they realize they only have six or seven years of their sweet spot before they're too old, before, like, having a baby is going to be tough. So, I mean, think about the pressure. Say you're 30, and you're like, okay, if I have to find the right guy... Here. It's kind of like if you're a football quarterback, you've only got, like, three... It seems like you've got four downs, but really only have three downs. So you really only have three tries. Similarly, like how many relate? You can't have like 10 relationships. You'll be too old by the time they're all over. There's no time for all that. No, you only have a few. So you've got to really like judge and dispense with the guys like very quickly. Well, and you, which means you got to get down to business. You got to give it up right away. You've got to get into the sex part. And if they have sex with you three or four times, you're getting into a danger zone of relationship, Bill. I mean, you know, 
even with New York women. Mm. Of course, there's people that you just fuck, whatever. But I mean, like, it, and that happens. But the, but not for very long. Somebody's made up their mind. You know, if you fuck somebody three or four times, you know whether or not you know how you feel about them at that point. You've right. evaluated like their value in terms of like your ongoing life, and you're like, okay, there's a deal breaker. But, you know, not a deal breaker just to fuck. Sure. You might even, like, really, you know, like a person a lot. Uh, you know, like, yep. nope, I'm not ready to do that. Right. If, if they want to fuck for the next six years, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, Twice they, a week? And they, sure. They, and that's why the woman is always the one to go, like, well, I would really like if you would come to Christmas this year. Yeah. That's the end of this. Matter of time. New York City is a great city to get women in. It really is. You can talk to them anywhere. They're so open-minded, too. Oh, my God. A lot of them are just so... You find a woman who's recently moved here, and you can, like, show her around. You know, you know, like, whatever. You know a lot more than she does at mm-hmm. that point. Even if you've been here three months, yeah. you know infinitely more than she does. <laughs> Think, oh, yeah, I could take you to the museum. <laughs> yeah. Do you like Shake Shack? <laughs> <laughs> you never had Shake Shack? Uh uh, we, do you recall who we were talking about? Those two girls with the monkey faces? Yes. And the monkey sounds? Another story. It's actually related. News from City Hall. Mayor de Blasio uh, broke his dick over the weekend as he re- uh, raced to log on to Twitter to publicly comment on the previous story. Uh, he had a lot, of course. He says, uh, Polly Prep has some real explaining to do. And he also said, a conversation about racism at the school was long overdue. Oh. How does he figure this? This is something they did when they were 12. It had nothing to do with the school. The girls left the school immediately. What conversation about... Were they ra- at Poly Prep when this happened? Or was this... I don't think so. Before they went there? Maybe so. Well, even if that's the case. Yeah, what does this have to do with Poly Prep? It wasn't at the school. The two girls were goofing around alone at, at home. home. Yeah. 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 Doing their thing. And which, again, years ago, I won't even call it blackface in this point, in this case, because it's not... The- They've, they, they've gone to like bizarre extremes now mm-hmm. in rooting out, you know, supp- alleged racism. But the idea that like everything that was ever recorded now has to be scrutinized and reviewed. Right. That's like that's book burning shit because there is no ending point for that. No. The Bible. You got to get rid of it. It says homos are no good. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, or whatever. It might at some point, like Exodus, I think, is filled with shit like that. Oh, well, not don't, Exodus, don't, De- Deuteronomy. Oh, Deuteronomy? That's where all the laws are? Yeah. And then, like, uh, they, they make a big Leviticus. deal. Leviticus. Leviticus. Yeah. That's the third book. Uh, and Noah laid down with one of his sons. One of his sons laid down with Noah. No, his daughter. No, Noah laid down. Or his daughter saw him. It was his son. He didn't have sex with his son. He had two sons. And no, it, it was... He yeah. had daughters, man. And they they saw him naked. Sham and whatever? No, you're, you're mixed up. Hold on a second. I don't think so. I Are you no, a biblical Noah did scholar? have sons, but that's not who he like lay down with. You know, that's another thing the Muslims... That's why, another reason why the Muslims hate, hate the Bible. Because they say it's filled with all these lies about the prophets. Uh, like Noah? Yeah, they're like, that's disgusting. What's up with the biblical story? Uh, Yeah, Noah's awkward sexual encounter with his son Mm. is right here. Genesis 9.22. Noah's drunkenness and the curse. No, because his son saw him. His son saw his nakedness, but it doesn't say that they had sex. Why is it called an awkward sexual encounter then? I don't know. They saw his nakedness. I think they would kind of gloss over it in the King James Version. 
Okay, so should the phrase saw the nakedness of his father be understood as a sexual euphemism that Ham committed some sexual act uh, with to his blackout drunk father, or does the literal reading hold true? Ham looked at the father's naked body and called his brothers in to observe the father's shame. Yeah, Clearly, Ham, Canaan, and the other son. Yeah, I mean, why did you think it was a daughter? Because he did do something with his daughters, right? Or maybe he didn't have to. It says clearly here, we, clearly we have chosen the former interpretation. So they did see it this way. Uh, if Ham did something wrong, uh, you know, why was his son Canaan cursed? Well, who knows? Uh, with, with some oh, sort yes, of a mark. his son Canaan. Canaan was, was cursed with a mark of some sort. Yeah, and that's, that was like the, um, that was like what they said was the justification for slavery. Oh, okay. The, black, the Negroes were the descendants of Ham or... Whatever. Right, yeah. I mean, of course, this is all just stuff that we've heard other people say. Yeah, uh, I'm not like, neither. yeah, we're just repeating a bunch of bullshit, basically. Weird Reverend now. He said, I think that the video is an outrage at best, and all parties ought to be held accountable and punished. So who do they want to punish? Like the He wants to sue the school. He wants to sue the school. He wants the school to, like, uh, uh, give him money. That's why I think DeBazio connected it to the school. Yeah. Because, like, he wants to help his old buddy Reverend Al, uh, you know, I don't know, just to support him in his uh, in his attempt to get up, to get some money out money of the school. Money from everywhere. Yeah. By the way, did you see what Al Sharpton did recently? No. He sold his life story, the rights to his life story. I did hear about that. To the National Action Network, the group that he founded and runs, for, like, <laughs> $900,000. <laughs> so he sold the rights to his own story, which no one wants to hear. To himself. To himself or to the organization. Yeah. So he gets the money and then people are like, well, what is this? And he's like, well, I'm just, I'm going to retire soon and I want to make sure that the National Action Network has ongoing revenue. So by having, owning my story, they will be able to, um, you know, make tons of money for the future. Sure. For all the people who want to know my story. So that's the whole thing. He's like, there it. are many films being made about me. Name one. Well, he, he didn't really have any specifics. <laughs> the clumps. He should be in the clumps. Yeah. Uh, he was a... Um, so, the so clumps the way it works, meet Medea. So, this is like, uh, say, Hillary Clinton selling the rights to her story to the Clinton Foundation. A little bit, yeah. She's taking money people have contributed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeping it and going, but you get the rights to my story. Yes. Interesting. A statement posted by the head of school, uh, Audrey uh, Bar Barzdukas on the Holy Prep website. We embrace our students' desire for political change and support their thoughtfulness in delivering their messages, constructive dissent, strong actions, and civil disobedience in pursuit of a higher good. I have a question for you, Seth. Why is yeah. it that, like, if a woman is belligerent and stubborn, she's a strong woman, but if I'm belligerent and stubborn, stubborn it's toxic masculinity? You're totally misreading everything. That's the way they're backing us into a corner. Next week, we, we don't have time on this episode, mm. uh, but those uh, um, transit cops, th these guys started shit with them, uh, physically attacked them, and one of them is like, a, you know, he's got three lawsuits pending with the city already with, with NYPD. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just troublemakers, and it's a very, uh, it's, it's a good, and it's a, you know what it is, it's a... Um, it reveals a lot about the current uh, way things are in New York City. Uh, and finally, a, a kind of a sad note to end on here. A bad, uh, it's a sad instance of suicide by cop. An NYPD officer shot himself uh, inside his queen's home. The 40-year-old officer died at the hospital after being rushed by medics called by his fellow cop girlfriend. A lot of cops date cops. 
You notice that? Uh, yeah, it happens that. a lot. Uh, uh, is that is that does that count as suicide by cop? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of struck me, you know. Okay. My girlfriend called the medics to the victim's Middle Village home on Saturday. Fourteen-year veteran was first. NYPD cop to take his own life this year. Uh, and as we know, uh, five did last year. Um, or as uh, the Daily News says, nearly half a dozen. And uh, Commissioner James O'Neill, he recorded a YouTube video in which he speaks to cops who may be distressed, explaining the services and programs available to them during difficult times. He said, your job requires you spend your day helping others. But before you can take care of anyone else, you must first take care of yourself. So please remember, if you need it, help is here and help is available. Uh, police officers, if you, you, you know, if you hear this, um, yeah, I hope you take that to heart and uh, stay sane, even though it's all fucked up. But you guys have more people behind you than you know, and what you do is important, and we appreciate it. Amen. Um, without them out there, we ain't got no stories to talk about anyway. That's right. Uh, also next week, this was a, a, a crazy case concerning officers a very similar story they were playing russian roulette oh dear and uh well again not a good ending but you'll just have to wait and see uh seth thanks for being here sounds like it's a great game it is a great game it's (laughs) you have to remember to empty some of the chambers well they did they emptied all but one but, like, I thought you were supposed to you spin it each time or something, right? Don't you? Because See, I, the problem is they were playing with a um, with an automatic, <laughs> not a revolver. That would be, that would certainly be foolish. <laughs> you go first. Uh, thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. How you like that pussy now? <laughs>